0: Good morning. Welcome to worship with St. Matthew Lutheran Church. This is the second Sunday in Lent. It is wonderful to be with you. I am Pastor Eric Trazzo. Blessing and peace to you this day. I invite you, if you have your black burlap, to don it for our time of confession, which we will have now to begin our worship. Blessed be God, the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And also with you.
0: of your blessed Son, you made us an instrument of shameful death to be for us the means of life. Grant us so too glory in the cross of Christ that we may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now it is children's time. Good morning. Peace be with you. It is good to have this time with you again this week, and I've brought something along again this week. I have in here a toy that I get to play with, and that's pretty exciting. So let's see what's in here. Ooh, a boat. How cool. It's fun to play with a boat. You can do all sorts of things with it. I don't know if this would go in the tub, but I could certainly play with it all around here and do all sorts of things. But I think I felt something else in there. Ooh, there is something more. A book. There's a book I can read. How great! But I can't play with the boat and read the book at the same time. How? Now there's two things. How do I choose which one? Have you ever felt that way? It's great, you get something that's really wonderful. You get a boat to play with or a book to read. But if you get both, then you have to choose. And. The thing is, when we have to choose, then we start comparing. Well, which one do I want more? And we kind of feel like, well, I want both of them, but I can't do them both at once. And then that starts to make us feel sad because we have to make a choice. And choices can be good, but sometimes choices make us feel unhappy because that we have to compare. And comparing doesn't make us happy. Sometimes, you know, people talk about that with, our faith and with God, too. They say, oh, have you made a choice for God or chosen other things? What are you making the choice for? And sometimes that can make us feel sad because, well, if I didn't make the right choice, does God still love me? But the really cool thing is that the Bible tells us that God already chose you. God looked at the people out there and said, I want that one. God already made a choice for us, so we don't have to choose God. We're chosen. And that's really awesome, because then I don't have to say, well, do I want God, or do I want something else? Do I want a book, or do I want the boat? We're already chosen, and we are loved, and God is with us. And that is a really great news. So remember this week, even though we have to make choices sometimes, and sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's not, you are already chosen by God. And that's great news. Thanks be to God. Amen.
2: A reading from Genesis. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you, and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham for I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you and to your offspring after you. God said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her Sarah, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. The word of the Lord. Thanks
3: be to Thanks be God. To God.
1: Jacob's line, give glory. Stand in awe of the Lord, all you offspring of Israel. my praise in the great assembly. I will perform my vows in the sight of those who fear the Lord.
4: The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Let those who seek the Lord give praise. May your hearts live forever.
5: All
1: the ends of the earth shall of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of nations shall bow before God.
4: For dominion belongs to the Lord who rules over the nations. Indeed,
1: all who sleep in the earth shall bow down in worship. All who go down to the dust though they be dead, shall kneel before the Lord.
4: Their descendants shall serve the Lord, whom they shall proclaim to generations to come.
1: They shall proclaim God's deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying to them, The Lord has acted. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord.
2: A reading from Romans. Hoping against hope, he believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said. So numerous shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words, it was reckoned to him, were written not for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was handed over to death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. The word of the Lord.
3: Thanks
1: be to God. Let your steadfast love come to us, O Lord. Save us as you promised, We will trust in your word. May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world is crucified to me and I to the world. Let your steadfast love come to us, O Lord. Save us as you promised. We will trust in your word.
0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 8. Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes and be killed. And after three days, rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, Peter he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers... Let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what profit? What will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. says the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We are not as free as we think we are. We have any number of influences at each moment that shape us and the choices that are available to us, more than we could ever notice. And so we are not as free as we think we are. Perhaps as much as anything, we are shaped by expectations, by our expectations of others, by the expectations others have of us by the expectations we have of ourselves, by how we think things should be. And oh, how often those expectations are not met. Our days, our lives are full of examples of how different reality ends up being from the expectations that we had. To be honest, I don't remember the last day that went as I expected it to. Now, that includes the small everyday details, like who is expected to take out the garbage or buy groceries for dinner. But there's also the bigger expectations we have for how we expect our life to turn out. Expectations that just don't play out the way we thought they would. Careers that we dreamed of but never materialized. Jobs that we loved and expected to be there that disappear. Loved ones taken too soon, marriages that don't hold together, children who make different decisions than what we had hoped of them, illnesses that catch us by surprise. Life does not go the way we expect. Our plans go askew, and our expectations falter. There's a saying, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. In some way, that strikes all of us. Those lost plans are sources of grief. Yes, we make the best of it, but we also carry around the grief that the life that we expected to have did not happen. In some way, things have gone differently. And so we're not as free as we think we are. Those expectations hover over us. The losses and broken expectations bind our thinking, we carry grief with us. We're held by that grief and by those expectations. And so we're not entirely free to choose the life that we want. We are hit by surprises, broken expectations come our way, sadness and suffering mark our paths. We can't avoid it. We're not in control of it. Life comes that way. In our gospel reading today, Jesus tells the disciples that the way to true freedom is to give up control over their expectations of the way things should be, the way their lives they expected to be, and to follow the way that God leads. See, just before the passage that we read today, Peter had a moment of great insight realizing that Jesus is the Messiah, confessing you are the Christ. He'd come to know that Jesus was not just a great teacher with great wisdom. He was the one chosen to lead the people of Israel to freedom, to bring on a new world. He had had this insight. And so then, in our gospel reading today, the next thing that he knows, Jesus begins to speak of the suffering that the Son of Man must undergo. And Peter is left aghast. This is not what he expected of the Messiah. This is not who he thought the Messiah should be. If The Messiah is the chosen one, the one to bring God's glory into the world. Then he should not be suffering. He is to be glorious, for everything to work out incredibly well, for new hope and a new world to come. And so Peter rebukes Jesus for not living up to those expectations, for saying something different than what he had expected. But Jesus turns, and not just to Peter, but to all of the Twelve, says a rebuke in return. Get behind me. Follow. Don't lead with those expectations. Don't put those expectations on me, but listen to the way that God is at work. Because God is a God that does not follow human expectations. So Jesus says, You are putting your mind on human things and not divine things. God breaks our expectations of the way things should be in Christ. God enters the world not in our expectations of glory, but in Christ. God enters in what looks like to us misery and suffering, struggling against the ways of the world and the expectations that the world has. It is here in the struggles and broken expectations of life, the grief that is carried, that Jesus shows what true glory is. God's glory is known in standing with the brokenhearted, It is helping those that others have forgotten about. It is proclaiming good news to the poor, setting the captives free. Welcome to the stranger. Support for the widow and the orphan. God's glory is embracing the hurt of those whose expectations of life have been shattered, who live in a way that none would choose. Christ chooses the way that humans would not. This is the message of the cross. More than that, Jesus then tells the disciples that this is the way to true freedom and life, following him on that path. To be his followers is to lose your life. And he says this not just to the 12, but to all who are gathered. It is meant for all. Give up the expectations that you have of what a good life looks like and pin your hope on following Christ. Cast aside the way you think things should be and instead embrace a world full of hurt, a world full of grief. Stand alongside Jesus with the least of these, with the pain of this world when you let go of those expectations of what your life could be and the glories you see in it, you will find a new life. You will find the God who has chosen to enter this world in an unexpected way. You will find joy in that walking beside others, in being part of Christ's work and mission into the forgotten parts of this world. Give up your expectations of life And let Christ lead your path. He will lead you where you will not choose. Yet in that place, you will see the true glory of God, the glory of compassion, the glory of mercy. You will find your life. Life comes to bloom when you let go of those other plans. God chooses to find life where we don't see it and calls us to follow into those places. Our expectations will not play out in this life, but new possibilities of meaning will be there. And yet, this seems like a lonely existence, a difficult existence. How can we bear to move through these broken expectations, this world of grief? Today, during coffee hour, Over Zoom, we will commission four new Stephen ministers. Heather, Joanne, Kate, and Jillian will join other Stephen ministers in the ministry of caring for others in the midst of grief and hurt. Stephen ministers have been called to follow Christ into a hurting world. They are called to walk alongside people who are brokenhearted, struggling, and hurting. They are called to be with people whose expectations of life have fallen through that is, any one of us. On our own, it is too much to bear the weight of the failed expectations. Having a companion eases that burden and helps us to see the glory of God in the midst of that brokenness. Above all, Stephen ministers are called to be those kind of companions. And to help us all to see that it is God who chooses to be with us in the times of struggle. God who gives us faith and hope in difficult times. Within that, Jesus calls his disciples to follow him into those challenges. To be little Christs to one another. And so Stephen ministers are taking up one of the ways to follow him there. And so today for them, we give thanks to God for showing us a bit of that glory of compassion. And for all of us, our expectations of life will be broken at some point. We will encounter pain and difficulties. We are not as free as we think we are. And yet, we are not alone. God's glory is that God is with us in those times, and God calls us to walk together in that suffering, and so we can look with hope to one another in faith. In following Christ, we find the true freedom of life in him, not in our expectations of what should be, but in the true glory of the God who enters grief. For God's choosing to be with us in those struggles, let us give thanks to God. Amen. and all in need. We pray that in this season of Lent we may quiet our hearts and open our senses to the ways that God acts in our lives and the ways that God calls us forth to act in response. We give thanks for those who respond to the call to love by giving of their lives in service to others. We lift up those who are lonely and isolated and need to feel God's action in their lives more fully. We pray for this scattered church that it may be held together in Christ's love until we can return to our common life in physical form. In all of these things, we look to the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts and lives, that we may be moved to act in faith.
2: Your gift of grace is for all people. Give confident faith to all the baptized that they may follow you wholeheartedly. Give new believers joy in your promises. Give hope and courage to those who suffer for their faith. Hear us, O God.
3: Your mercy is great.
2: All the ends of the earth worship you. From galaxies to microorganisms, preserve your creation. Teach humanity to wonder at your works and to join you in tending to creation's well-being. Hear us, O God.
3: Your mercy is great.
2: You rule over the nations. Raise up advocates for peace and justice within and between nations. Give life where hope seems dead. Call into existence new realities we cannot even imagine. Hear us, O God.
3: Your mercy is great.
2: For those who are lonely, isolated, or homebound, we pray for all those who need to sense your presence with them, especially Nancy Beth, Dallas, Marge, Karen, Paul, John, Janet, Avis, Alexis, Dave, Chris, Elise, Patricia, and Willie. Hear us, O God.
3: Your mercy is great.
2: In Jesus, you joined humanity in suffering and death. Reveal to all the depth of your love shown on the cross. Accompany all who suffer in body, mind, and spirit. Restore all who are sick or grieving, especially Mike, Denise, Skip, Tom, Susan, Marion, Laura, Chad, Jen, and Sebastian. Bring vindication, for victims of injustice, exploitation, and oppression. Hear us, O God.
3: Your mercy is great.
2: You made Abraham and Sarah the ancestors of a multitude of nations. Bless grandparents, parents, and foster parents, and the children who look to them for care and guidance. Console those who deal with infertility, Parents who have entrusted their children to adoption and children longing to be adopted. Equip ministries and services to families. Strengthen this congregation's ministries of care and concern as we pray especially for Gary and Marion, Barbara and Chris, Jim and Lois, and Dom and Pat. Hear us, O God.
3: Your mercy is great.
2: We await the day of Christ's coming in glory. Lead us by the example of all the saints whom you have called to take up their cross and follow you, that together we may find our lives in you. Hear us, O God.
0: Your mercy is great. We entrust ourselves and all our prayers to you, O faithful God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always.
2: And also with you.
0: Let us share signs of that peace.
5: God's peace to you. Once again, good morning and welcome to live stream worship from St. Matthew Luther Church. We hope you find this service meaningful experience and you'll continue to join us. Thankfully, we've got the camera situation squared away. And again, we appreciate your flexibility and patience. Well, next week, March 7th, is the first Sunday of the month, which means we'll once again be distributing the sacrament of Holy Communion using the drive-through method. Enter the main entrance, give your name, and then continue around to the exit side. And every Wednesday evening, Pastor Eric is providing Lent and worship from his home via Zoom at 7.30, and Cantor Dave will provide music from the sanctuary, the marvels of modern technology. That continues through March 24th. And as Pastor mentioned, this morning during the Zoom coffee hour, Our newly trained Stephen ministers will be commissioned, so tune in to meet and greet them. Tomorrow night, March 1st, is our monthly ministry night via Zoom. All ministry teams are invited to join at 7 p.m. Please know that during the month of March, we'll see two adult forums, March 14th and again on the 21st. Check the messenger for those details. And for those older, wiser Lutheran seniors, that's the Owls, there's a Zoom event scheduled for Thursday, March 4th. I think my thing, up. Oh, Thursday, March 4th. I believe that's at 1 p.m., I think. Also, check the Messenger and e-bless for information regarding how we're handling Palm distribution this year. Palm Passion Sunday is March 28th. Thank you.
2: Let us pray. God of mercy and grace, the eyes of all wait upon you, and you open your hand in blessing. Fill us with your Spirit, that we may share of the good you have given us and come to the help of all in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Lord.
3: Amen.
1: Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as in heaven give us today our daily bread Amen. The Lord bless
0: you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
2: Go in peace, serve the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God.